Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 122. This is a podcast about the Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates. I am Bond Diesel. I do Division stuff, such as this podcast, Twitch streams, and YouTube videos, mostly about the Division and the Division 2. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen This episode, we will talk about the state of the game from this week, some title update 11 and 11.1 stuff. We'll talk a bit about uh, a lack of division listings on the massive employment website, uh, getting a frames bump on next gen for the TD2, um, where I think division two is going and how I think we got where we are. And then we'll talk about the Sony PlayStation streaming event, Xbox pre-orders, and some content updates. First, I would like to thank our Patreon supporters for this month, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Tim, PK, and our new patron, Dale. Thank you very much for the support. If you would like to support this podcast, as well as my other content, please check out patreon.com slash Diesel. B-A-U-N-D-I-E-S-E-L. Okay, so state of the game recap. Uh, This week we had Hamish, Yannick, and McKenzie mostly talking about the PTS, some final title update 11 changes, and uh, some early talk about title update 11.1. Uh, they did announce a free weekend will be coming on September 24th through the 27th. They revealed um, that TU11 will be part of the Tuesday maintenance that regularly happens. Uh, but this time on the 22nd, we will have a new update, including the uh, the Summit mode, uh, Season 3, the New Man Hunt, um, a new Iron Horse Discovery mode for the raid, um, and, and that's in the, the new gear and guns, of course. Um, they did mention some final adjustments to the summit, um, with some objective changes and making sure that rogues can spawn, um, at any difficulty, including legendary. They did mention though, that the rogues will have their own checkpoint. So when they spawn, if you die to them, then you will, um, you won't go all the way back to the last checkpoint you will just be able to start that same level over again. So that's good because honestly, uh, at some point, especially legendary, those rogues will like tap you so quick. So uh, that's a good change and that's a good addition as well. Um, There were also uh, some mentioned of some like elite units that can drop. Um, So there's this idea that uh, especially in the legendary uh, floors, you could have, uh, like one of each of the Warhound spawn and they could be like a named enemy. Um, it, it seems like they've made some changes to make that final, uh, you know, the last 20 floors or so, uh, pretty challenging. Um, they did say that some small 
bugs like the pistol damage recalibration not working has been fixed. So you should be able to finally get your 15% damage on that pistol. Um, they also made sure to let the PVP crowd know that they are doing some balancing changes. Uh, the confirmed, uh, they did confirm again, the backwards compatibility for next gen for both division one and two, um, making sure that people know they will both work on the new consoles. Um, and then McKinsey talked a bit about TU 11.1 with a big focus on um, without really giving details just saying that um, concerns about or or desires about the summit having more like customizable difficulty and even getting rid of directives and stuff uh, is being heard so mckinsey didn't really specify whether or not that means that things will be added or changed but it sounds like if there is anything coming you're you know it's just going to be a wait for 11.1 uh, at the earliest uh, though they are actually i feel like with most of the title updates they've been fairly quick to do like a 10.1 or a 9.1 um, within really a few weeks or a month or so so maybe we'll see that quicker than we think we will see um my thoughts on it um the free weekend it's a good opportunity to get people in for the summit um Right now on Xbox, uh, the Division 1 is free on Games with Gold. I believe on PC it is as well. Uh, so there's a lot of people playing the game who never played before the first one. I suspect this um, this free weekend will be a good way to try to entice some of those people uh, to bump up to Division 2. We'll see. Um, I do think the changes and what's coming with Title Update 11... I really wish I would, I could feel like this is like a big update because it is, um, it just doesn't kind of feel like it. Um, the summit sounds essentially unfinished. Um, I have a lot to say about that after the break, um, for various reasons. Uh, it's still cool that there's new content. I still think that some of the wind has been kicked out of the sails by, um, by it being on the PTS and, being completely testable from top to bottom. But I don't want to lose any more, you know, Twitter followers. I, I apparently I hurt some feelings, some fee-fees when I uh, said that before. Um, and uh, even people who, who don't seem to follow me seem to still comment on it. I thought that was interesting, but uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hide my shade for now. Um, the backwards compatibility thing kind of annoys me because, um, you know, the, the, the new systems, um, so I've said it before, I guess I'll try to quickly go through it again. Uh, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox, uh, original Xbox were both, um, the same CPU architecture as PCs. So they just worked. But then the 360 and the PS3, both develop different proprietary CPU architectures. Um, Xbox was easy PC, I believe. And I can't remember what the PS3 one was, but long story short, they were proprietary. So they were CPU architectures that were only for the Xbox and only for the PS3. Therefore, when games were made for them, not only could they not just port things straight from the Xbox to the uh, to the 360 or PS2, PS3, 
um, games made for the PS2 and PS, uh, for the PS3 and Xbox 360 couldn't even be developed exactly the same. They, they would have to essentially design it for one and import it to the other. Um, and if I remember correctly, the 360 generation and the PS3 generation was when we saw multiple games that like were really good on one of the consoles and kind of garbage on the other one. Because what most companies would do is they'd make the game for one. Um, a lot of companies made the game for the 360 because it was a more powerful console. Uh, and then they would hire an outside contractor to port that game over to the other system. And often it was bad. It wasn't done very well. Um, the Xbox one and PS fours went back to the original normal CPU architecture, the same type. Um, uh, it's X called X 86. It's what almost every single person's computer runs on. Uh, and now these new systems are also that way. So there's no change in architecture, this gen. So every single game that is out for the PS four and Xbox one works on the new systems. There's, there's no technical limitation to it besides a few extremely rare cases where games are tied to like FPS. Um, there's some fighting games and some other games. Um, Fallout 76 is one of these games that, um, the, the performance of the game or like the way the game works, the physics and all of that is directly tied to the FPS. Um, but there's very few games like that anymore. That's an extremely old school engine way of handling things. Um, and most modern engines don't do that. Uh, so it does, you know, to, to continue my rant here, it, it annoys me that they keep throwing out this like, oh, it's backwards compatible. You know, you can still play division one and two on the new systems. Like, well, yeah, of course you can. It'd be dumb if you couldn't. There's no reason you can't. And I think instead of, uh, it seems like they're being like, look, it's backwards compatible. Wink, wink. They're kind of pointing that out instead of, oh, by the way, please ignore that Destiny and Borderlands and these other games that are in a similar genre are getting um, enhanced to the next gen systems. And right now they've basically confirmed that, you know, it doesn't seem like there's any plans to enhance anything for the next gen systems. Um, that's super annoying. And I'm also going to talk about that in a segment uh, for the Division 2 topics after the mid roll. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm overall, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, spoiler alert, uh, you know, there are spoilers out from the title update 10 PTS about the story of season three that's coming up and the manhunt. Um, I don't expect the three regular or the four, uh, uh, actually maybe I don't think the four targets are going to be all that special, at least not the first three. Um, but as we get into the, maybe the final target, but definitely, um, uh, the, the Schaefer, uh, the, the, the final actual manhunt target. Um, I think shit's going to get kind of crazy. And I, and I'm actually really excited for that. Um, I do kind of hate that these seasons are set up to like be just stretched over like, you know, three months or whatever it is. Um, that's kind of frustrating. Um, but you know, it's, it's what, it's how they've uh, decided to do it. And that's, um, just the way it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the summit, I mean, I'm excited to play through it to finish it. Um, but until some of these potential changes for the TU 11.1 come, I'm 
probably not super interested, um, which does leave me in kind of a weird spot because I was really hoping that this would be kind of my new underground level where I could just grind. Um, it doesn't seem to be, though I will admit I've found um, a lot of joy lately in simply just um, playing um, elite activities in the open world and leveling up control points to level four and doing those. So maybe that's my um, unexpected underground mode that I didn't ever think was coming. So yeah, TU11 coming on Tuesday, regular maintenance. Uh, get excited uh, if you want, <laughs> and we'll go from there. So uh, I'm going to hit the mid-roll, and then we will be back with uh, a lot of stuff. Okay, so with some Division 2 topics. So the first one um, was something I kind of uh, came upon uh, late night. I was kind of messing around, and something I've always kind of done with Division 1 and 2 is just kind of um, just taking, you know, taking a peek every now and then at some different Ubisoft, um, some Division-related studios uh, to look at their employment listings and things like that. Um, Ubisoft's pretty good about not giving away the goose um, with uh, employment listings. They they've always been fairly good about um, you know not like accidentally leaking future information. Um, but what actually happened was I went to the Massive uh, .se website and found that Massive has zero listings currently for Division. Um, now that may not seem all that crazy to a lot of people um, because the game's been out for a while. It's obviously been rolled back a little bit, at least in the size of the development team. Um, and a lot of people who we have been familiar with for years in the division aren't even working on the game anymore, either because they've been reassigned or they're just simply not even with Ubisoft anymore. Um, or, you know, like Redstorm, they're working on other stuff. Um, but uh, in my experience and paying attention to this over the last three or four years, um, Massive pretty much always had like five or ten or more listings for Division 2. And what it typically was, was kind of um, even if they weren't maybe necessarily making a big push for hiring, um, they pretty much did always have uh, kind of like a generic like community developer, environmental artist, gameplay designer, just kind of general positions, just kind of always open. Um, because, it, you know, I'm sure at, at some capacity, I mean, uh, Massive, you have to consider as a company of like 800 people. It's it's a it's a really big studio. Um, I really don't think people always fully appreciate that. Massive is as big as I believe like Bungie or Activision, you know, it's um, massive on its, if it was, its, if it wasn't owned by Ubisoft um, would be a, a very formidable developer completely on its own. Um, and, and I don't think people always realize that. So, um, so for me, it was actually honestly kind of jarring um, to not see any listings at all. There's zero, uh, if you check when you hear this podcast, maybe you'll look and maybe they, they will have put some things back up. Um, but, but honestly, it was really weird to me to like see that because, um, you know, I think if you're someone who's hoping for, um, division two to continue getting, uh, updates and, and new content, um, that's a little worrying because I, 
um, can't imagine, you know, that they're, they're always fully staffed 100%. Um, and if you're wanting a division three at some point, it's a little concerning too, because, um, from what we have got, you know, gotten hints of and some information about with the division two development is that, uh, the development of division two kind of began around, I believe around this time in division one's life, uh, where division two is currently at uh, about a year and a half in with most of the major content out. Um, and so in theory, uh, if there is going to be a division three, it would be getting going, I assume now or soon. So, um, a couple ideas or a couple thoughts I've had on this is that, um, I originally was wondering, uh, we know that red storm is no longer on the division two and it hasn't been for at this point over a year. I, I believe they only worked on it shortly after, um, division two dropped. Uh, and at first I was thinking like, wow, I, you know, all I know that red storm is currently doing is that stupid thing. It's an Apple TV show or something, um, about game developers that I believe is awful from what I've heard. Um, I haven't watched it because I don't have that service, but, um, then this week we found out that red storm was working on a splinter cell and uh, another VR game. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and that kind of took some of that theory, uh, some of the wind out of those sails. Um, I will say though, that, uh, red storm has done a couple other, I think a, like a werewolf and a star Trek, uh, VR game. So it's very possible that they, um, you know, that that part of their development, uh, company was just working on those and it, they very well, and they probably are working on more projects than just that. Um, so my original idea was, you know, seeing this thing with massive made me think that, man, maybe either, well, there's two, three possibilities. Uh, they've just reallocated resources, which is actually a big topic I'm going to talk about here in a moment. Um, they, and, and they may come back to division three at some point, um, that they are going to hand over the, the franchise to another development studio. Um, or that it's just going to get shelved for now that, that no division three is currently in the works and that's just not a thing. Uh, so the first possibility I still think is the most likely that they're currently working on other stuff. And I'll explain, like I said, in a moment why I think that's the case, um, and that they will come back to division two even, or, but especially like a division three at some point, um, I don't, I really just don't believe they would ever hand this franchise over, um, to another, uh, studio. Um, as far as I know, there's only been a couple other studios that have actually, um, worked with snowdrop. I can't imagine division would leave the snowdrop engine. Um, I definitely hope it wouldn't go to the anvil engine, that breakpoint um, that like ghost recon and far cry are using, um, I, I, especially because of, of ghost recon, just the, the way that their animations work and stuff. I just don't, ugh, no, please no. Um, I just don't, I find it really hard to believe that massive would it would ever like willingly say like, sure. Um, you know, we built this new snowdrop engine basically for the division. Now it's obviously been used for lots of other games. Um, I believe the, the Mario and Rabbids game used it. The South park second South park game used it. The star Trek VR game that red storm did, I believe used it. Um, so, you know, it's being used in other games, but it's primarily, it seems like still for division. 
And I just, I find it really hard to believe that another studio would take it over. Um, now there's always the possibility that, um, they may shelve division for a while, uh, massive specifically, uh, and the reason in another part of the story of them not having division two listings, they have a ton of listings for avatar. Um, I've been seeing people popping up on Twitter saying, Hey, I just started at massive. And you know, a year or two ago, whenever you would see that message, it would always people be people saying, yeah, I just started at massive today. I can't wait to work on division two. And now all of those messages are popping up and saying, man, I just started at massive today. And, and now I get to work on avatar. Um, and then you have to consider that the avatar movies are coming out soon. Um, and that there's, there's basically, um, you know, there, there, there's, they're going to put out this avatar movie more than likely at the same time as, um, or, or at least within some release window of the, of the avatar sequel. So, um, that movie is expected, I believe to come out in December of 2020. Um, And let's see, let me, I'm, I'm actually double checking myself here. I believe it's uh slave for 2020, late 2020. So that would tell me that um, I'm actually really surprised. We haven't seen anything about um, the avatar game at all. Not even any trailers or anything like that. Um, yeah. So, Oh wow. Okay. So it's scheduled for release on 2022 in December. Um, so that very well may mean, I mean, so that means they're really cracking on like early avatar development right now. Um, and my guess is that it's going to be go, okay, brace yourselves a open world, um, games as a service. And I bet the idea of it is to probably stretch it out over the uh, multiple movies because they're filming, uh, multiple movies at once. And it looks like they have, um, so they're slated to release on 2022, 2024, 26 and 28. Now, do I really think this avatar game is going to be a six year project? I mean, probably not, but you never know. Um, it's kind of hard to tell, but if it's going to be this big giant experience, and this is probably a super gigantic, um, contract that Ubisoft and massive has with James Cameron and whatever studio 20th century or whoever, you know, they're working with, um, they're going to need to take it seriously. They're going to have to put tons of resources into that game. Now, on the other hand, um, I do remember that at one point uh, they, they basically made uh, an entirely new team for the avatar game for massive um, separate from the division team. So uh, there's also, you know, you have to consider that, uh, you know, I'm sure Massive does some like side work for other studios as well. Uh, you have to consider that Massive is uh, the the I believe mostly in charge of UPlay, which is a big deal for Ubisoft. Um, you know, so Massive has its hands in a couple different cookie jars, you know, and uh, there is some, you know, th they've got a lot of things to please. So. I don't know. All I'm going to say is as a division two fan, as a division franchise fan and someone who does want a third game at some point and would really like some more uh, content in the second game. Um, it, it was, it was just kind of jarring to see no, no hiring at all for division right now. 
Um, maybe that'll change. Um, I, I'm actually going to cover that shortly. But next, I, I did want to talk about, I put up a poll on the EchoCast Twitter account at the EchoCast, basically saying like, hey, you know, is there interest in a uh, an FPS or a frames per second boost on the next gen consoles for Division Two players? And kind of predictably, the overwhelming result, I think it was like 95% or something, was yes. <laughs> no, it was only like 100 votes. It's not really that many. I only did it for 24 hours. Um, but it's kind of going back to the whole idea that they've been very um, almost, I would say, firm about like we aren't upgrading division uh, for the next gen systems. Um I, it could be a manpower thing, which is again, something I'm going to cover after this. It, it could be a resources thing. It, it could be just, maybe they don't think it's uh, desired. Um, I, I kind of doubt that's the case. Um, w- what's annoying about something like that is that we, if we aren't getting like a full upgrade, um, for division two to really show its stuff on the next gen systems, um, you know, the, the PC version of the game has an FPS limiter. Um, I assume the two console versions um, of the game probably have a 30 FPS limiter. I can't imagine that they have it sound like open FPS because it would just bog down. Um, so I'm a backseat developer. I have no idea how difficult this would be, but really so many games now have like a performance or like a graphics mode. Um, and, and I really wish that they would, even with the one X and the PS4 pro, I wish this was the case, but I really wish that they would kind of give us an option to like, um, to, to pick 4k 30 FPS or 2k or even 1080p 60 or more. Um, even on the one X that would be nice, but especially on these new systems that are significantly more powerful and should be able to do at least 60 FPS at least on like 1440p, you know, there, there's really no reason for that not to be a thing other than the issues I are, I already brought up. So this is the first time, um, you know, I haven't really gotten any direct response yet, which is fine, but it is one of the first times I've really kind of said like, you know, this is, you know, I want this <laughs> like, like, and, and, and I'm sure, and I'm not the only one, obviously, and I, I just, um, I, I really think if, if we're not going to get anything else, I really think that even just the FPS, because if you've ever played, um, I've played division two on PC, both in preview events and on my own. Um, and while my PC is no, um, you know, power beast, it's decent. Um, and even though I don't really like playing this game on PC, one thing that you can't deny is that it's just buttery smooth, even on my fairly moderate PC. Um, the animations are smoother. The, the, the texture pop in is almost non-existent. Now, to be fair, I do play on my PC off of a NVMe SSD, um, but that's what the new systems are going to have. Um, now, you know, formerly a naked cowboy or Mike, the, he's been on the ETF a couple times did point out that like with the new systems, a lot of the issues that the current console versions of division two have are all this texture pop in and all of that. That's because the, 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 um, the speed of, of data streaming, um, both uh, from a networking point and just from the hard drive, um, both of the current consoles use old school disc hard drives. Um, technically you can install an SSD 
into a PlayStation 4 or either system will accept an SSD through USB. But I think that's only USB 2.0 on the current consoles. It might be three, but those neither one of none of those options are as good as an NVMe SSD. So um, what Mike was pointing out is that there's actually a really good chance that um, even if they don't give us an F- FPS bump, even if they don't do a lot of those things, uh, any enhancements that at least at the very least, you're going to see a lot less issues with data streaming. And you may even see just some general more smoothness, but man, to be able to pick like a 60 or more FPS mode, um, even if it has to be a slightly lower resolution would just be so great. And I really, really hope that they at least consider doing it. Uh, and then they can do a, a PTS for the consoles and we can test it. Yeah, I'm dreaming. <laughs> okay, and then the final topic is just kind of talking about where Division 2 is right now and kind of where it's going. Um, I've seen some frustration, including my own, um, talking about how, like, you know, like the summit seems like it's coming out too early. It kind of seems. Um, you know, kind of weird. And, you know, there's been like the financial reports that say some stuff and, um, you know, me even just talking about the hiring kind of, uh, worries that I've, I pointed out previously. And so I kind of just wanted to summarize, um, what I know and what I think, and both of those things are kind of mixed in together here. So, um, this is coming from things that we know for a fact from like financial reports and things like that. Um, things I've seen expressed, mostly by like ETF members or people who I know are in the know um, and kind of by developers, um, but not really directly. Uh, And then some of my own um, educated speculation is what I'll call it. So, so, you know, we're, we're kind of speculating what's going to happen after season four for division two, you know, hoping for maybe some more content for division two, or, you know, if we're going to find out about like a division three at some point, and in the way it seems to me from kind of taking in all this information is that the initial sales of division two were like, okay. Um, it, it reviewed really well. Um, it was well liked. Um, you know, I still hear lots of people whenever conversations pop up about destiny and Anthem and all that, you know, I feel like most of the time that the division two is mentioned is like, oh yeah, the division two had, you know, that's, that's a great game. Um, you know, obviously those people don't invest hundreds of thousands of hours into it and probably missed a lot of the issues that have come and gone. But, um, it, you know, from, you know, the financial reports and stuff, we know that like, like breakpoint was basically a disaster. We know that breakpoint completely shit the bed. And for anyone who played it, especially played it before it came out. Um, and, and, you know, breakpoint was just basically, the epitome of this thing that Ubisoft has been doing for years of turning all of their storied franchises into the same game. And Breakpoint was the absolute worst offender of it ever. And and we know, or, or we can at least speculate, that um, that basically Ubisoft, when that happened, kind of stepped back and said, hey, we need to reevaluate what we're doing. Now, on top of that, they've lost a bunch of senior people in their company um, and, 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 you know, experienced people in their company um, to a bunch of sexual uh, abuse allegations and, and inappropriate behavior allegations and, um, and all of that, uh, including the guy who was uh, kind of made the final call on whether games got made or not. And he specifically was the person who wanted to make all of their franchises open world games that were games as a service. 
So, you know, we'll see about the long term and how that affects things. But anyways, so what we know is that there, there was talk of kind of pulling back on things. Um, I think sometimes people kind of misconstrue that financial report. Um, I've seen it on Reddit a ton and even on Twitter a bit. But, you know, the Division Two has sold over 10 million copies. And that was as of a few months ago. Um, that's a, it's really good. And the first thing people always say is, well, it was only like $3. That was not for very long. Um, it was also to get people into Warlords of New York. Um, and that also came pretty late in the game. So if, if Division 2, say it sold 10 million copies as of today, I assume it's more at this point, but say it didn't. I mean, there's a pretty good chance, and this is more of an educated guess, but I have to imagine that 7, 8 million of those were sold previously, either at full price or only slightly discounted prices, at 10, 15, 20%, maybe even 50 um, that $3 sale was really just to get people to buy the Warlords Pass. Um, and, and really, you know, I feel like probably didn't actually account for that many sales. I could be wrong. If you have data, please let me know. I'll, I'll happily admit why I'm wrong. Um, but what, what seems like happened is, you know, at that, you know, before Warlords of New York, there was kind of this look on Division 2 as like, it probably broke even. Or it probably made money, but not... Um, apparently to this financial report, if 10 million didn't meet their goals, then I can't imagine what their goals for division two were. Um, because a lot of times sequels don't do as well as the original. And especially when the original was received so badly. Um, now obviously division one gained a reputation for getting better. Um, but even in hindsight, if you really think about it, I mean, there was very little new content after the first year. Um, it was really just kind of recycled content or just modifications basically besides like West side peers and I guess resistance, but really even that was kind of just thrown together, at least in my opinion. Um, but what seems to have happened uh, is that because of that, um, they probably reallocated their, uh, the resources, uh, whether it was budget, whether it was people. Um, we know for a fact that people like Thylander are no longer on division two. I don't know what he's currently working on, um, whether it's avatar or, or another project that Ubisoft does. Um, again, I think Ubisoft has, uh, I think massive has a lot of like infrastructure stuff that they do because they work on the snowdrop engine. They do, you play everything I talked about before. Um, but I'm under the impression that while the base division two game in the year one didn't really go as well as they, they would have wanted um, that apparently warlords of New York was a huge success that it did extremely well, um, like really, really well. Uh, and what happens there is Ubisoft then says, Oh, okay, this is a viable product. So do more stuff. Yeah, do it. That, that's, this is great. You know, do the things. But the problem is, is that they say that at the same time that they've either cut budgets or reallocated resources. So now they've got, um, you know, not a, as much money as they had and they don't have as many people as they had, but now they want them to put out content um, like they do have both of those things. And that's where um, the summit, I think, comes in. And, and I'm really seeing something in the summit of it being the best that what's left can do because a lot of their uh, you know, ability has been taken away um, and, and moved to other stuff for now. Um, it, it's if anything, if you've ever worked for a big company um, and massive is absolutely a big company and especially Ubisoft is a gigantic company. Um, 
you know, this bureaucracy and this slow reaction to things. Um, it's, uh, it's like skill ups famous video. I think it was about division or destiny. Destiny two is, you know, a, a large boat turns much slower kind of thing. And what I'm predicting is happening is I wouldn't be surprised if we see some old familiar faces back on division two, um, and, and, or maybe even a division three as time goes on. Um, because if warlords of New York did that well, they're probably going to put more uh, resources into trying to either continue the division two success after that, or to move on to a new game because it's a game that sold really well, was reviewed really well and had a, you know, a year after it released had a big, um, bump in general. So what very well may happen is that in the next you know few months or a year, they're going to bring back a lot of resources to the division two. Um, but what I honestly think is that I think season four is probably it for the most part. They'll probably replay the seasons or replay the global events and kind of do that sort of thing. Maybe if they have some cutting room floor weapons or gear and things like that, they might throw those in um, maybe another mode, but I'm honestly not expecting it. Um, there could be some kind of like, you know, one more year of stuff. But what I'm guessing is more likely is that if they really do, you know, if Warlords of New York kind of saved, quote unquote, the Division franchise um, and they are bringing the boat back around to focus on Division in the next year or so, um, I I have to imagine they would spend most of their resources on like a Division three. Um, now, how that works, whether that's even going to happen, I have no idea. Um, it will be weird because I'm not under the impression that studios that helped with Division 2 um, even have the time right now to do another, you know, to help with a, with a Division 3. Um, I doubt Red Storm would. It sounds like they're doing something separate. Uh, Reflections and Leamington and Annecy and all of these um, kind of satellite studios that helped with uh, you know, doing the raids and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, it definitely doesn't seem like all 800 of the massive employees are going to be working on division two. If, if anything, it seems like they're, you know, it's, it's almost guaranteed they're focusing on avatar at this point. So, so I don't know. This is a lot of speculation. It's a lot of kind of, you know, thinking too much about things that we've seen or, or heard. Um, but, but it really does seem like today, whether it's from seeing posts from ETF people or, you know, kind of vague stuff that you see around or even just financial reports. It, it really just seems like who's left working on division two is just like doing their best. Um, and I appreciate that. Like, that's why, like, I think that it's okay to, to criticize the game and ask for things um, and, and, and ask for things to be fixed. But I do get frustrated when instead of that, it's, you know, all oh, these developers suck. Oh, they're lazy. Oh, the, the worst one is, is when people will just straight up say like, yeah, you know, the developers want the game to suck. So people stop playing it. So they don't have to develop it. Like, like that's such a stupid line of thought. <laughs> um, because what, what it seems to me, what I'm seeing from division two right now is what appears to be, um, not enough, you know, not enough people trying to do a lot more people's work, um, and being expected to do that. Um, and, and I, I don't, I don't envy their positions, um, whether it's the people we see front facing, um, 
like like Bruce and uh, like McKenzie uh, and even Hamish and Yannick and and the, the you know the community developers. Um, I, I don't I don't envy any of their positions because um, it, it kind of feels like they're running a hundred man ship with like twenty five people um, and still being expected to to do hundred person uh, work. Uh, I could be wrong about about that analogy, but that's where I'll go with it. So. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping that maybe, you know, you know, people get turned back to division two in the development side or even the division three, and that maybe they get, they get cracking on that again after what happened um, earlier this year with warlords of New York and how well that went. Um, and I really hope warlords really showed them that like, Hey, like people like this, they, they, they like this more narrative way of, of telling the story and um, you know, I, I think if there is a division three, there's going to be quite the reckoning of what they focus on and what they cut and, and how that goes, um, looking at the things that they've done well and the things that people actually play as opposed to, um, as opposed to what people say they want. Uh, I, I think it'll be, um, it'll be interesting. So. Uh, moving on to some other gaming news, we had the PlayStation conference this week where they revealed their prices. So we have the regular PlayStation 5 with the disc tray or disc hole or whatever for $499, which matches the Xbox Series uh, X. And Sony's also putting out a digital uh, $399 console that's supposedly the exact same console, but without a disc drive. Um they also showed a bunch of games i don't think any of them were really new except final fantasy 16 um and that's kind of where some of the issues came up so um you know it kind of it seems like it's unconfirmed from the research i did um, in the last couple of days but final fantasy 16 was promoted during this thing by sony as being an exclusive game only for the sony playstation 5. Um, but then one of their trailers said that it was going to be on other consoles and the PC. Uh, then they came back and said that was a mistake. But then some other journalists have done some digging and found that um, Square Enix's deal apparently with Sony is only for six months of exclusivity uh, to PlayStation 5 uh, in general. So that means that a PC port could come eventually and that it's only 12 months for console exclusivity. So in theory, 12 months after it releases, um, it could be on Xbox. The other part of the story is that there's some speculation that this game isn't anywhere near being done. It could literally be three or four years away. Um, in that it was just kind of a, a shot across the bow from Sony towards Microsoft because they know that Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy. Uh, there was also um, <laughs> some issues with uh, the pre-order system. So they, they kind of tried to drop another bomb on Xbox by saying, uh, you know, pre-orders will begin tomorrow. So this event happened um, a couple of days ago and it was supposed to be, uh, you know, the event happens today and then tomorrow at some undisclosed time, uh, you can pre-order it. Hey, we're beating Xbox by a week or whatever. Um, but then what happened was, uh, I believe, starting with Walmart and then a bunch of other retailers, and I think all of them, essentially, uh, basically, they just went for it <laughs> and they just started allowing pre-orders, um, which then which was never communicated. And uh, then it was just a scramble as people slowly found out 
And it turned into a bunch of people being kind of pissed off because um, Sony even had a system where a few weeks or even months ago, you could sign up um, with your uh, with your PlayStation username. And there was supposed to be like a priority pre-order system where you would get notified ahead of time, like, hey, use this link and you can pre-order. You've been so loyal and you've had a PlayStation account for 15 years or whatever. Uh, and that didn't happen. Those emails actually came out hours after um, people had, had after the pre-order sold out even. So, um, you know, there was some issues with that. Apparently some of the uh, places are starting to come back in the stock now. Um, but it seems like there's not uh, expected to be a lot more pre-orders for a week or more. Um, and then the final thing that kind of came out that really annoyed a lot of people, including myself, was um, Sony's been really big about saying like, hey, we're doing this PlayStation 5. It's a new generation, and that's what we're focusing on. All of the games we put out are going to be you know, designed around this NVMe SSD that is like super fast. They have a really great SSD, this extra horsepower from the CPU and the GPU, and you know, we're, we're going to be making games that we just simply can't play on the old consoles. It's not going to work. Well, then um, after the show, they were like, oh, by the way, Um, for at least two or three more years, we're going to be putting out games that will work on both systems, including um, our launch titles, Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game, and um, the Horizon sequel, Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, which is interesting because these two games were both being really touted as like, these are going to be like the, the new gen spectacles. Um, and what instead has kind of been revealed and what I've been kind of guessing all along is the Miles Morales game is really um, kind of like a standalone expansion. Um, it's not meant to like down it. It's, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing game, but it's not like a sequel. It, it's not a full fledged 20, 30 hour sequel. It seems like it's going to be a more of like an eight to 10 hour experience with this new character that's beloved. Um, and what I'm wondering is, especially with a game like Miles Morales, is I wonder if, you know, when the first Spider-Man came out, I'm going to guess this was meant to be like a DLC. Um, and then at some point they're like, man, Spider-Man was crazy successful. We need to have that for PS5. So instead of making this like a, like a regular DLC, let's really hype, let's, let's really boost it and make it like a full expansion with a whole new story and a big thing. Um, and let's make it like a PS5 launch game. Um, but that kind of goes against the whole idea that they originally had of saying like, well, all of these games are designed for PS five where it, you know, this Miles Morales game is probably not, it's probably a PS four game that they're going to up which is fine. That's great. Um, that's what they should be doing. Um, and same with horizon. I, I have to imagine that after the first one came out, um, they probably started to move on on the sequel. Cause that was a, that was a crazy successful game. Um, and that's one that's actually on PC now. And I have to imagine that game was probably being designed for PS4. And they're now going to make it a launch, you know, a, a, a launch window title and upscaling it for PS5 and all of that, which is really cool. But the problem is, is it goes back on that whole idea where PlayStation was kind of dunking on Xbox and being like, well, we believe in generations and we don't want to hold these games back. Um, but these games are obviously going to be quote unquote held back. That whole thing is a misnomer in my opinion but that's a discussion for another day um so they caught a lot of shit for that (laughs) because there's been a lot of people kind of dunking on xbox being like oh halo infinite looks like crap because it has to play on all these old systems and and this and that and the other 
Um, and because Sony wasn't going to do this, at least that's not what they said. And now they are. So, um, at the end of the day, neither of these issues are really going to matter because in six months, no one's going to care anymore. Um, but for now, man, they're juicy topics. Uh, the final bit that came up that I just kind of enjoy, um, is something that a few people have talked about, but especially Paris Lily, um, from gamer tag radio, uh, kind of speculated and said, Hey, that 490, that, uh, that 399 digital PS five is going to be basically impossible to find. And that's going to be on purpose because what Sony really wanted to do, especially with the series S being announced is say, well, we have a cheaper console too. And ours doesn't compromise. You know, the series S is not a 4k machine. It's not the series X without a disc. Um, it's a lesser system depending on how you look at it. Right. And so Paris, what he's speculated and what other people have said as well is, well, Sony wanted to put out this digital edition to have that low price point on the advertisements. But then if it's not available, most people are going to be like, oh, fine, I'll spend the extra hundred bucks and just get the other one. So then they get the benefit of selling mostly $500 consoles. Even if that console is technically a little bit less powerful than the series X, it's competitor. Um, but they can still say, but look, 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 we have a $400 one that's cheaper, but it's just as powerful, but then you can't find it. Right. So what was interesting is that someone came out with some analytics of the pre-orders that have been going down what's happened so far. And, um, now this, it, it looks like it came from a reliable source, but of course take this with a grain of salt, but the, the stats they came up with was that. 99.8% of the pre-orders were, um, regular 499 PS fives. And that 0.2% of the pre-orders were digital editions, um, because of stock, because of, uh, of presumably available stock. Um, and that, if that's true, that's bonkers. Um, now maybe that's just right now because of, a you know, maybe that they're having issues of manufacturing or whatever. But it doesn't seem unlike Sony to do something like that, to make sure they have the good optics to say, hey, we have a 399 system that's just as powerful, quote, almost, as the other people's 499 one. And it's way more powerful than their 390 or their 299 system, right? Series S. So I'm definitely curious to see that story play out in the long run and how difficult it's going to be for people to find digital editions and things like that. Um, maybe here in a few months, they'll be easier to find than, than not. But I, I think that Paris was probably on to something there. Um, and at the end of the day, you can, you know, say that Sony does dirty things by lying about exclusivity or, you know, this console thing or changing about the cross, you know, changing their cross gen, um, tone. Uh, but at the end of the day, they won, they, they won PS4 easy, um, by compounding a lot of Xbox mistakes, but they definitely, um, you know, they're a business and they're doing business things. Um, yeah. So the other, uh, other gaming topic was talking about that the Xbox pre-orders do start on the 22nd. Um, that will be at 11 AM EST. Uh, they put out a pretty shade, um, a pretty shade inducing tweet, uh, kind of targeting, um, Sony by saying, and we're giving you the exact time and day that these are all going to start instead of just 
letting it go, you know, ramshack. I was kind of surprised that Microsoft didn't say, okay, you can pre-order on Friday. I, I just, I, I appreciate that they're sticking with their plan. And I hope that that means that things will go smoother. It probably won't. Um, but it's another one of those things where like good guy Xbox, but, uh, you know, that, that, that sometimes, uh, the good guy doesn't always win. <laughs> and, um, and they're really only doing that stuff because they were the lost, you know, they, they, cause they lost, you know, quote unquote, this, this last gen. So, um, so if you want one, uh, you know, there you go. It'll be on Tuesday at 11 AM Eastern standard time. You can adjust that to wherever you live in the world. Uh, for content updates uh, on that topic, I uh, will be pre-ordering a Series X. Um, I almost consider it a Series S because all of my games right now are digital. I don't own a single disc for the current gen. Um, and I, I stream, um, but I only stream at like 1080p at the most. Um, and I tend to run my monitors at 1440p anyways. Um, but in the long run, I still think it's just a better choice for me to buy the, the big boy now and keep it for longer. Because if I get the series S in like three or four years, they're going to come out with like a series X pro or something. And then I'll definitely get that where if I have a series X and I'm still not really pushing its boundaries to the limit, then maybe I'll just stick with it. I mean, I'll probably get the upgrade, but don't tell Bay diesel. Uh, but we'll see about that when that comes. But I do plan on doing that. Um, and then my next couple things, my big purchases after that, is I do want to get a 3070 um, GPU for my PC. Though, if the 2070 Supers drop low enough, um, that would more than take care of my needs. So there's definitely a possibility I'll do that instead. Um, and I actually, if they're available in the next couple years, wouldn't mind grabbing a digital PS5. Um, honestly... My, I'm way more likely to wait until they do a revision of the PS5 that's smaller. Um, if you haven't seen the size comparisons between the PS5 and everything else, it's a chonker. <laughs> it is a, uh, people keep, it, it was really weird some of the messaging I saw about the Series X and how big it was. But if you look at its actual dimensions, it's like, it's only like as wide as an Xbox controller all the way around. Um, it's not really that tall. Um, it's a pretty compact box, uh, that may not fit sideways into some people's entertainment centers, but like probably will. Um, there's been a lot made of the size of the series X, even though it's like pretty small. Um, and now I think people are starting to be like, holy crap, that PS five is gigantic. Cause it is, it, it looks like it's like the size of like an old VCR. Like it's very big. Um, now maybe that's for ventilation reasons. I think it's for aesthetic reasons. Um, the aesthetic of these two systems couldn't be more different in my opinion. It's like both kind of like modern, but like, you know, the Xbox, it's just a box, you know, it's, it's literally a box, um, where the PlayStation five, it's weird. They, they definitely seemed like they went for like what a concept of the PS five would have looked like in like 2008. Like if someone like went to like an art student and said, Hey, what do you think technology is going to look like in 2020? And it's like 2008 and the PS five looks like what they would design. That would have been really cool in 2008, but now it looks kind of like weird. It also looks really clean. Uh, I, I'm sure, especially once they put out like a black version of it, that'll probably be pretty dope, but like, I don't know. It's super weird, but I am. So what I'll probably do is wait for when they do 
because surely they've done it with every system. They're going to do like a smaller PS5 at some point, um, even probably a digital one if I can get if, if, if they're available. Um, but this is the first time I've wanted a PlayStation since my PlayStation 2, um, especially if the price is right. I really wish the consoles would have done the opposite of what they did. I wish that there was a uh, a regular Series X for 500 a discless Series X for four uh, for three ninety nine, and then the PS five for five hundred, and then the digital one. Maybe that was like a little less powerful for like two ninety nine, because then I'd probably get both like soon. Um, but that's not the way it worked, and I'm definitely not looking to get a Series S. So, oh well. And uh, that's uh, that's the content updates. So that's where I'm going to wrap things up. Um, if you want to catch me on Twitch, uh, is uh, just look up Bond Diesel. Is twitch.tv slash Bond Diesel, uh, where I try to stream at least three or four times a week. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at Bond Diesel, or if you just want division news, you can uh, check out at the EchoCast. I've gotten a little political lately, and it's made some people angry. And uh, I'll just block you if you're shitty. Uh, so if you don't want to, if you don't want to hate me for that reason, probably check out the EchoCast. Uh, page instead um last if you want some echo cast or bond diesel merch check out my design by human store by going to their website and searching my name or going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash bond diesel that's all i have so until next time I'm